Welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. This is Brian Wampler with my hosts, Blake Wyland and Richard Oliver. How's it going, guys? I'm mad. It's like Groundhog Day. We, so this is the second time we've recorded the podcast. The first one actually was really great. It was excellent. Um, it's, it's too bad that you decided not to record yourself, Blake. I yeah. didn't want to record it. I just wanted to talk to you guys. I didn't want anybody else to hear it. You, you know what we... So as... um. You know, as the person that edits the podcast, it's a little odd to hear a podcast and there's like one person missing because there's always just this lump sum of time and all you hear is <sighs> just breathing, breathing, yeah, right, breathing and the occasional like 900 <laughs> numbers again. Yep. <laughs> Do we have to explain what 900 numbers are? Because we did that in the last episode. Oh, that's true. That was a good bit. That was yeah. a good bit. That was a, that was a funny, that was bride a funny of, one. Ringing goat-based sex lines, I think. Oh, but you know what we can cut out of this one? The bit where you said the bad swears at the beginning. That was kind of <laughs> awkward. <laughs> me and Blake were sort of like, oh. <laughs> I, no the, one the, told me that those words were cuss words in your little crappy country. I mean, whoa, your whoa. lovely country. It is a lovely country, but the government are buffoons. And I'm not going to get into politics, even though I'm literally saying the same thing I said before. But yeah, and we're brothers, is. remember? Because yeah, our brethren. country is lovely and also ran by buffoons. So there's yes, that too. So welcome mm-hmm. to the world of buffoons. Yes. Uh, so yeah, let's, tell people, let's tell people what happened. Let's do that first. So okay. we, rec- sure. Sure. we recorded this whole episode. It was really great. We, the chemistry was on. Everything was great. And right before we started recording, I was like, oh, hey, guys, I noticed this little button. Um, it lets you not have to look at yourself while you're recording, but you can still see the other people. I was like, what a cool idea this is. Um, but that's not what it does. It literally takes you out of the recording. But it doesn't say that. That's not what it says. So that's a great idea. Great UI choice by Squadcast. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. You definitely don't want to tell people that they're recording because um, I have a little record button up here. It says recording. Yeah. Um, uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that you're not even recording on your microphone right now. You don't think so? I don't think so. Oh, I'm going to say you sound like you're on your computer mic too. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yep. I bet. Are, okay, let me let me investigate that right quick. All right. Uh, Hold I on. bet. Uh, I bet while he changes it, we'll probably uh, it'll probably end this recording as well. Yeah, you know because that seems to be how this crappy little Squadcast app is working right now. No, it uh, it says that I'm on my Scarlet interface, yeah. and that's the All only. Right. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying because you're about 10 dB less than what you were yeah. last time. But I noticed <laughs> oh, that when good. you came back on. Yeah, I noticed that he came back on and it was much quieter. But I just thought, oh, mm-hmm. Blake is. Oh quieter. well, I should I. Bump the gain up as we re- as we record uh, this. Don't press anything. Basically. Yeah, you don't have to. Do it. I'll, I'll even it out and post. Okay, yeah. fix it and post. Thank you for that, Squadcast. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody know any good podcast uh, podcast apps? Or, or just podcasts to listen to? Because yeah. I'm tired Actually, of this one. I've done it twice already tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you ever done a podcast? You're like, you know what? We need to do Hold all on, those. Did topics. you say a podcast? Oh, a podcast. I, w- I wouldn't pay money to see the Brian Wampler podcast. <laughs> just, uh, just Brian some people, flexing. 
Some people would. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but when he said that in that voice, he started to rub. Again, it could be a bald man in front of him, but I assume it's his knee. <laughs> that's my that's my knee. But that's he rubbed my... it in a in a quite worrying fashion. A bit like yes. how Dr. Evil would like put his finger to his mouth. That's Brian's tell. If if in poker Brian starts to rub his knees, he's got a good hand. I'm just gonna let you know that right. Now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, what so, happened this week that we well, talked here's about thing. half an hour well, ago? So, yeah. there, we covered most of the list in the uh, previous episode, but to, to attempt to keep this somewhat organic, there is a topic you have here, Richard, that we did not talk about, and I am curious about. What's this uh, 1975 Telecaster you said? It just says, a 1975 Tele, oh, dot, 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 oh, stop me. Yes, I was, I was looking at the reverb. No, I haven't got any money to spend on guitars, but I like to pretend that I have sometimes. And I went on to Reverb, and there's something about, um, I think they're blonde, like late 60s, early 70s telly, where the blonde turns to a white, especially around the edges. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it looks gorgeous. I saw a really nice one on uh, on Reverb for £3,500. I really badly want it. I started to think well, I could sell this and I could sell that. And if I put all that together, then I could buy it. And you Um, did just that, right? I didn't because I then had that word with myself, which is you walk off, you have a little thing and you realize buying an expensive guitar, you're still going to be an average guitar player. It isn't going to suddenly make me sound like, I don't know, Burl Haggard or whoever it is Brian keeps talking I about. I beg to differ. Gear always makes a person sound better, especially those fine Wampler guitar pedals. Oh, oh absolutely. What, like the Metaverse. Shall I mention that this week? That's a fine pedal. No, it's not. It's a terrible pedal, Brian, and you're a terrible human being. Why didn't you cater for every single person in the world? It's a I vanity project. <laughs> it's a vanity project. I wanted 14 minutes of uh, you know delay time. I just am uh, still upset that I know, I know I said this last week, but I'm still upset that it doesn't make me a sandwich. I don't understand why you overlooked that feature. It's a pressed steel sandwich and it may break some of your teeth, but it's still a sandwich. So, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a circuit board in the middle. Um, Yeah, what is this guy uh, who says that this is uh, another boutique pedal for 10 musicians that want to share a pedal? Huh? I don't really Uh, understand. Is that like, like, does he think that like, okay, now I've had a week with this on my board and I'm going to remove it and send it to my buddy Bill, who's also yes. going to play that. He only how likes he thinks- the analog algorithm, whereas I only like the BBD algorithm. We've had some criticism over that um, initialism, by the way, Bri. Some people with rude minds think it could mean something other than bucket brigade delay. BBD? Yes, don't say it anymore. You're going to lead yourself into trouble. I'm going to have don't to Google. Type it into Google. <laughs> Stop! Stop now! Bell no, Biv DeVoe? Don't, don't. That's it. That's where yep. we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the expression on Brian's face is, is not a good one. I'm I'm actually like business big data. <laughs> Brian. No, stop, Brian. Tell you? Stop before it's too late. <laughs> we don't want to have to delete this. Let me just too. click on <laughs> let me just click on the the uh, urban dictionary. Yeah, sure. This this oh, one, oh, this, could, call this could go great. Uh, oh, I'm just going to write my CV out now because I'm going to need a new that job. Is not what BBD stood for. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bucket brigade device Delay. or device? De- device. Or device. 
Yes. I don't know. Whatever we wrote in the manual. Uh, we use it for delay biz device. Mm. What else could, you know, we, we always think of it in a delay form, right? What, I don't imagine that's what it was intended to do initially, was it? What is it for? Really bad maths. It's like if you want to do maths and if you want to slightly distort the answer each time, it'll do that for you. Like a oh, really that's bad That's exactly what I did in math class. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically just they used it for compute, computation, you know? Oh, but so like it is to, exactly what Richard said then, because it would degrade the, the answer every time. I know a little thing it, about electronics, you know. I've worked around Brian for a while, uh, and that hasn't helped, but I read some books too. Um, that, what is this comment, Brian? An over-engineered product for perhaps the ambient crowd? I mean, isn't that the exact opposite of what the metaverse is? Well, well not quite, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it an over-engineered... I, mean, I think it's... I, we try to make it as simple as we could. Like, there's no banks. Well, there are banks, but there are no like screens, like, like scroll yeah. through patches, and like it could be, it could be like the Boss ES5, which I'm not a fan of. None of that day. pesky USB stuff either that people keep thinking is a great idea. Oh, it's confusing. Which way do but you I mean, put the cable in, up or down? Silver <laughs> engineer product for people that like delay pedals. Yeah. This is uh, why I'm watching a video about delay pedals. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't want to sound like that bitter guy again, but I, I don't understand. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> too late, 1975, too late. Um, but I don't understand people who go onto YouTube and write comments about products they don't own, that they don't want to buy, that they don't like the manufacturer for. Are they just basically like, the world must hear my opinions? It's like, I just don't understand. Uh, I would think that this is, how the internet works these days. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I think it's, you're right. it's become, it, we, it started as a tool to like find out any information you could possibly to possibly bring communities know. together from right. every corner of the globe and share right. information at the speed of the interweb. And now we, now we talk about how much other people suck yeah. to make ourselves feel better. How much you know? other people suck? And look, here's a cute cat. <laughs> here it is mm, yeah you know what but you, you know, know what I like what? To, oh go ahead I was to say I like to use it to discover new guitar gear do you I do uh, Reverb is uh, becoming quickly becoming like my most used app oh. really over Facebook even I, 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 I was going to say over Tinder fa- you mean uh, well is there a goat far, version but, of Tinder I'd say Grinder, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't advise going on that if you're looking for I the think, goat Tinder. Yeah, I think that's something as well. Um, I don't think that humans should go on the goat Tinder. I'm I just saying. Think, and goats don't really have thumbs. So you they need don't thumbs. have the ability to like scroll. I mean, th- like, this is an amazing way of us fitting in bizarre bits of content that we had in the last thing. Did I ever tell you about my granda, uh, my uncle? Who cut off his thumb with a chainsaw in a farming accident? No. You did. Well, yes. I did. I, I mean, told no, you, you 45 minutes ago, Brian. <laughs> but let me tell you again. Uh, yeah, he cut off his thumb and had his uh, big toe grafted in position of his thumb. And that scared me a lot as a child. I'm just going to let you know. So, did he play guitar? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right he he plays the that, mouth yeah. organ. He plays really, really good blues harmonica. We oh, once jammed cool. when I was about 15, and he, I was just playing the, the 12 bar of the blues. And he was just, ah, oh, he was killing it on the harmonica. He's brilliant at it. He's a real natural talent. 
Um, I'm not sure the thumb helps or hinders, though. I think neither. I think it's neutral. I yeah, I think, think on the, the harmonica, thumb is really but... required. Yeah. But it's you don't have to be like you not precise movements with your thumbs, though, right? No, you need to on, grasp. Not on a standard mouth organ. It depends on your technique, I suppose. Mouth is that the, is that what you usually call it as a mouth organ? That's what I would call one. Yes. Really? Yeah. You would call hmm. it a harmonica, would you? Yes. Yeah, generally. Okay. Well, we're British. A mouth, mouth organ. Mouth organ. That just sounds weird because your <laughs> mouth does, is, that, a, is an that organ. That does sound weird. Speaking yeah. of mouth organs, gentlemen, can I tell you right now, I am touching my weenus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, God. I thought we were going to not talk about this. Uh, Hold on. But my weenus is not what you think it is. Do you know what a weenus is, Bri? Uh, if I had to guess, it is the skin at the bottom of your elbow, most popularized by that movie called The Hangover. Wow, you've got so much knowledge on this subject. It's almost like you revised in advance by perhaps recording a show just before this one. Um, yes, it is the name of the flappy bit of skin on your elbow, as popularized by the film The Hangover. So- um I must take it back, though. Mouth organ is, it, it, that's what people call it. I, I learned something new Well, your weenus. Don't, don't, don't get your weenus and your mouth organ confused. No, but. no, no, no. The mouth organ is what, like, if you look on Amazon for mouth organ, it's a uh, harmonica. What did you think you'd find? A, a very tiny church pipe organ that you fit inside <laughs> you, your yes. teeth like braces. I just thought that was slang or something that might be used over in your part of the world. Sir, woods. you insult me. You do have a lot of weird slang that we uh, gladly did not talk about on this version of the podcast, (laughs) but we did on the never to see the light of day version of podcast. (laughs) The banned Um, X-rated podcast. I can't help. We can't let this whole elbow thing slide until I I reestablish the fact that it is not called that by the medical community. Yes, it is. No, it is not. It is technically referred to as Olacranal skin. No, and that my is... doctor, who uh, I think his full name is Nick Riviera, uh, I'm not sure. He definitely told me that's what it was called. Was I'm sure he there. did, because that sounds like a man that would say something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of saying things like that, I've had Stranger Things ruined by the internet. Uh, have you, Blake? Yes, specifically by the Wampler Tone Group. I was. I've never been spoiled in such a huge. I am really really good at avoiding spoilers for shows that i am interested in seeing that i have not seen yet i see anything the kid about it and is I sh- a ghost the kid is a ghost there you go i don't know what you're talking about I anyway have no idea what you're talking about uh <laughs> you've you seen that, that film with um the sixth sense with um, you got bruce that willis. backwards by the way um, oh bruce willis is a ghost <laughs> you're right no they're all ghosts damn it do you know who bruce willis is brian uh yeah, he played on Die Hard with the Vengeance, and you remember his uh, his version of Under the Boardwalk as well, no doubt. Nope. <laughs> sure you do. Yes, you do. Bru- Bruce Willis was the singer, not the original singer, but he released a cheesy version of it in nineteen eighty nine ish, right at the peak of his moonlighting fame. Uh, you know what? I, that was in my skateboard era, and I was not listening to the radio at that Lies. point. Lies. I was uh, into the TSOL of sorts. TSOL? Yeah, True Sounds of Liberty. And <laughs> also, what? That's a band. TSOL. It is. Blake you don't know TSOL? Yeah. I've never heard of them. 
Are you kidding it's me? Like a punk, it's like a punkish kind of thing. Okay. That totally evolved into like straight up new wave. Okay. Like, yeah. We, we were yeah. actually having this conversation just before recording the previous podcast, which was um, I found a diary from 1986 where I listed all the records that I owned in it. And it was a very embarrassing list. I daren't even say it on air. It included some real gems. Uh, and Brian, some, there's definitely some things to be embarrassed about. I agree I with you. Like 90% of it. I was at 10-11 at the time. It's not my fault I liked Shaken Stevens, who was the Welsh Elvis. Uh, <laughs> Welsh Elvis. That sounds yeah, like he, a band's name. Actually, I, I might I might name my band the Welsh Elvis. That I might sounds, just call it Welvis. I like no, it. No, that's too close to Weenus. You can't do that. Ah, mm-hmm. Weenus is a great name for a band, but I no, think it's, it's a not. terrible name for a band. That's a it's kind of close to Weezer and uh, a couple of others. Wait, hold Richard on. Was a br- hold on. I, before we segue too far off the Bruce Willis, I had no sure. idea. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least nine songs here that are Respect Yourself, Save the Last Dance, Devil Woman, Coming Right Up, Soul Shake, Down in Hollywood, Young Blood, Fun Time. I didn't know Bruce Willis was such a prolific musician. I had no idea. He's not. Oh. It's not good. That, that, he just well, prolific. Walked. He is prolific. He's released a bunch of stuff. He's that doesn't necessarily mean you're good. He, he actually is. Bruce plays several instruments, including piano, drums, saxophone, guitar, sarcastophone, mm-hmm. Zippo lighter. He could do Zippo oh. lighter percussion. Let's see. I didn't Let's know see he if played I could all find these things. Else. I had no idea. He's a polymath. That's crazy. I tell you what, what is crazy. He- uh-huh. Guitar kiosks. <laughs> Guitar kiosks. <laughs> Guitar kiosks. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that again. Yes, let's talk about Guitar kiosks. Look, um, what the hell have you written Guitar kiosks for, Wampler? Explain yourself, man. Okay, so there is an article in the newest... Um, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Music Incorporated magazine. The cutting, edge, the cutting edge publication, right? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, there is a uh, company that just got a patent for in-airport guitar kiosks and related methods. So basically, the idea is they're going to put these kiosks inside of an airport where you like a little couch around it, and you just come and jam. You have a little iPad-like doohickey, and you plug your instrument in, and you can rip your... Ingve Malmsteen solo, right there at the airport. I mean, again, you know, there hasn't been a time when I've been on holiday where I haven't been rushing through the airport, carrying a load of luggage, child and wife sort of wanting to go in different directions where I haven't thought, wait, hold on, I am not boarding this plane before I play through all seven minutes of Stairway to Heaven. Uh, I mean, it's, you must feel the same, Bri. Well, it looks like they're currently working with San Diego International Airport to, uh, I guess to build their first one, I suppose. Uh, I don't and, know. I mean, is a guitar kiosk basically just a kiosk with a guitar and an amp in it? Well, I, I don't even think it's an amp. It's just all digital. So you have headphones, right? And a couch. And could you imagine if you like could plug a into a sign the PA that system. says free guitar lounge? We'll be right back. Is real music dying? What even is real music? And who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. 
In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. So here's something we didn't talk about on the previous recording of this topic. Let's Ooh, never mention the, that again. Behind behind <laughs> the curtain. Uh are they I'm assuming mm-hmm. they're providing the guitars? Right? Well, I wish I could tell you more. Sierraguitars.com is who is doing it. Um, okay. C I A R I. And I don't know anything other than basically what I just No, you told can just you. cut it there. You can just say, I don't know anything. That's uh, I don't know anything at all. <laughs> the Music Oasis boasts the Music Oasis, so that's the name of it. Apparently, oh, uh, it boasts comfortable seating, a guitar tower display case, multiple guitar playstations with headphones and iPads, so passengers can de-stress and relax before or after flights. Before Hold on, or I after. Mean, they say oh, yeah, de-stress. Well, they haven't heard me flight. play. Yeah. So, the, so oh, okay, so here we go. Free of charge, an A-Cinder, which is a folding electric guitar from Sierra Guitars. Uh, the right, Music Oasis so, okay, also includes an internal just stop PA, a minute, Bri. mic, uh, drum set, mouth organs, I mean, you name it. <laughs> These guys who invented a foldable guitar, they yes. realized that there is no market for foldable guitars because even people flying are like, <laughs> this sucks. Why on earth? Why are my strings now all tied up? Right, so they've gone. You know what we need to do? We need to force this down their throats by we, putting we them in kiosks. We need to make. Um, so here's here's the way to make a product in 2022. Make a product, and then be like, oh damn, we don't have any customers. You know what we need to do? We need to make people be customers. How do we do that? Kiosk. Chaos. Chaos at airport. <laughs> Great. Yes, that's what. So we'll make we'll, we'll make kiosks. Put them in airports. We'll put our fold-up guitars in there. We might have some pedals from some like Wobbler company or something. Ew, knows. gross. And then, no, you know, no, there you no. Go. Uh, so that's a good idea. They are providing guitars, so that makes sense. Which leads me to my next question: mm-hmm. Who's sanitizing these? It's an airport, and. It, I mean, I, I guess you could say the same thing about a guitar store, but I think there's a lot more people going through an airport. And if the idea, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about uh, this. Let me just look at who sanitizes <laughs> guitar kiosks. <laughs> uh, is that like part of the duties? And that then now that comes down to the airport. So if this is in the Portland airport, I'd be like, okay, this is probably pretty clean. It's a decent airport. But if I'm in Newark, New Jersey, there's no way I'm touching those guitars. It's just not going to happen. I've seen what the bathrooms look like in the Newark airport, and I can tell you it's dangerous. You're setting yourself up for failure there. Okay? That's what I'm saying. I was trying to look for my sound effect of me smoking the bong on the phone, and I found some crazy shit that I've recorded, including me <laughs> singing, singing a bass line. <laughs> Can so we hear that? If that comes across in the recording, I apologize. I want to hear that. Hold that up to the no, microphone. I'm not letting anyone... I, one day, I was walking along, I was like, i got a really great idea for a really funky bass line, and I just like, had to sing it into my iPhone, and I'd forgotten I'd recorded it. 
All, all the listeners would have heard us be going bung, 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 bung. So that's all there is. Kiosks. I don't like them, Bri. I'm scared of new things. I don't see anyone else doing it, so I guess their patent, uh, you know. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a, a whole new market for us. We'll make software plugins for guitar kiosks. You know? I mean, I, I think it's dangerous. I can see some drunk guy, you know. You know how it is. When you go on a flight, flying is the only time when it's acceptable to basically drink at 7 in the morning. You turn up at the airport, you it's, check in your It's baggage. the only time? Uh, in this oh. country, it is, yeah. Huh. Oh, okay. um, Apparently, you've never been to Martinsville, <laughs> Indiana, Bob. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you, you have a gin and tonic, a couple of pints of Guinness, maybe a, a fry-up, and suddenly you're feeling, you know, you might want to let something out before you get on the plane. So you stumble along, bleary-eyed. You see a kiosk in the middle of the hallway. You open it up. You take your trousers down, and there's a guy behind you just going, please, stop, my children are here. It's a recipe for disaster. I'm telling you. I don't. There's so many things wrong with that. I don't quite understand how you got there, but it's okay. Yeah, it's I'm trying right. to do the the. Uh, this feels oddly specific. <laughs> yes. Like yes, like yes. as if this perhaps as if maybe I've done it before. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. have. I do have the world's best um, accidental vomiting whilst drunk story. Actually. Um, oh, let's save that for later. I'm going to save Patreon that one story. for the patron, which we'll probably record <laughs> in about three years, but it is very funny. Um, so, yes, we were talking about Stranger Things, Blake, and how uh, everyone has spoiled Stranger Things, but how I also predicted the future because I have been going on about Brian owning a BC warlock, rich warlock for a, a long time, and apparently they're popular again, and that's not the only thing, right? No, no, I, but we can't, I don't want to spoiler everybody else the way I got spoilered. So I think we can safe, just say without ruining the show that uh, there is a scene where Master of Puppets by Metallica is played in a very, Master, yes, Uh, it's played in a very cool situation. And that's all we can really say about that. But what that has done, the Stranger Things effect, you know, just like what happened with Kate Bush, now Metallica's Master of Puppets is number one on the charts currently. So who would have thought a seven-plus-minute heavy metal song from the 80s would be you know, topping the charts again? Yes, Metallica is possibly the biggest band in the world. I understand it's not what? that weird. Hold on. But Say that. Those words do not go together. You don't think that... Metallica is one of the biggest bands in the world, if not uh, the biggest band of, in the world. One of that means they could be one of ten thousand big bands and still be one of. Who is more famous than Metallica? Like everyone has heard that name before. Everybody, it's a household name. Who who is more famous than the band Metallica? Yeah, if it's a band, we're talking about a band. Who's more famous than Metallica? Uh, have you heard of the band Iron Maiden? They're not more famous than Metallica. Not over here. Whoa, Defin- whoa, definitely whoa, whoa, whoa. not. What? No, no way. You're wrong, and this show is over. Thank you, gentlemen, and good night. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm off to ride my tractor into uh, into Martinsville. Copy of Goat Botherer Monthly under my arm. Fancy ladies are waiting for me. <laughs> Probably. And that is the life that I always in. That's that's the life I wish for you, Richard. That's what I want. Kiss. No, it actually is quite interesting. The Iron Maiden, like they're they're big here, but 
Yeah. They weren't master of puppets big. No. <laughs> Over here, we say the opposite. We say Metallica are all right, but they're not Iron Maiden good. Um, it's not about Kiss. good. Kiss I'm is just talking about who, who is, is Kiss bigger than Metallica? Mm, I, I don't know. That's pretty close. It's a whole about, different era. I mean, it's hard to compare the two. It's like comparing Pearl Jam with Elvis. You're like, I don't know. I, but totally but different. you could definitely say that Elvis is more famous than Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's huge, but Elvis is more famous. Because at the time, there was like four people playing music. That doesn't matter. I mean, I'm just talking about largest. When I said biggest band in the world, when referring to Metallica, I was just sheer numbers of people that know them. That's all I was referring to. I think Metallica is the biggest band in the world. I mean, I don't think they are. They're probably the biggest metal band. They've sold 120, more than 125 million albums worldwide. Whereas it's true, Iron Maiden has only sold 100 million plus as of 2017. Um, so, uh, biggest selling rock band, you say? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, biggest... that are current, you know, that are still, you know, still doing a thing. Like the Beatles, obviously, is, is the all time, like, biggest band in the world, but they're not a band anymore. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, is do, do the Eagles count? The Eagles Elton might John count. count? The, Elton John doesn't count. Elton John a, a, is a performer. He's just a guy. I'm talking about bands. Whoa there. How dare you, sir? Yeah, he is just Well, a guy. I love Eagles Elton John. Eagles have sold but, 150 million albums. So it's the Eagles then. I guess just by all album sales. So I could be... I, I could, mean, I could, I'm, right, I'm going right. to say... I'm going to say... and Again, I, but firstly, we, we're going to discount Queen and Pink Floyd because although they are all playing, they're not intact. And then we're also going to discount the Rolling Stones and ACDC because although they're Same playing, reasons. they're both not in, intact. Um, then Michael Jackson sold 750 million records. Yeah, we, we that's don't crazy, but he's that is still just like still that's, more of a solo artist. I mean, I know he's not, but like, it's you don't you think of Michael but, Jackson the guy, you don't think of Michael Jackson as a band. But I, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you something true. that I find very disturbing, and and not because I don't like them, just this doesn't seem right to me that Red Hot Chili Peppers have sold less than Linkin Park. That doesn't feel right. And also, Linkin Park have sold more than U2. I'm fine with in, that. In the US, this is, of course. Uh, actual album sells? Yeah. Hmm. Because they kind of came around whenever streaming and Napster and all that stuff was already, not streaming, but Napster was already it. Linkin you know, Park? No, Linkin Park was was before all that. That doesn't surprise me all that I much. thought they were about 2001 no, no, or so. Yeah, we weren't streaming music in 2001 and oh, people we were, were still... buddy. Uh, we yeah. had Napster though. Yeah. We had yes, Napster that was and not, uh, Real Player. I, I know, I know, but most people were not doing that still. What? Know, no, most people were not doing that. A lot of people were, but most people were not. Most people were wrong. <laughs> most My people didn't end up with viruses was. on their computer and a bunch of randomly named files. Um... No, people were still buying CDs back then. That was the beginning of I, mean, I, I was of still the, buying CDs up until about 10 years ago. So, uh, by the way, Brian, this week, I'd like to just announce to the audience that you are, in fact, an actual redneck. Is that, I am. That is a fact. We're not just calling mm -hmm. you names here. Tell us what happened. That is true. 
So, you know, it starts out like any other great weekend when there's a holiday. You know, you're like, yeah, this is going to be a great weekend. I'm Pink just Floyd concert out. on the TV, fridge full of black pudding. Oh, uh, no. Uh, about to tuck into a nice hot cup of tea, perhaps with Why? some scones, maybe some oh. digestive biscuits. No, digestive no, biscuits? Some- that's the worst named food I've ever heard. So I'm, I'm hanging out, you know, <laughs> oh, just no, scratching, the, like. scratching the back of my goat. You yes. Know? You're like, ah, oh, little Patty, you know, scratching her back. He's like, Meh, you know, and and my wife's like, you know, we ought to do this weekend. We should repaint the deck. Now, and by we, know, did she I, mean I you? Love you? I didn't <laughs> think I could love Amanda more, but the fact that she takes away pleasure from you and makes you do chores, much like my good lady wife, Makes me very happy. So, I mean, I actually, I do like doing some of that stuff. I don't like doing it when it's 98 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity is about 5,000%. Because it was really hot. And as a result, I got the sunburn on my neck. In fact, it's so hot right now, it's, uh, I can feel heat radiating from my my neck. Do you know what protects sunburn on your neck though, Brian? Hair. Like a mullet. mullet. Yes, sir. A mullet, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So you know what your mission is. You're like, Amanda, I will I think... do the deck. First, I'm growing out my mullet. Let's just wait three months. <laughs> three months, like 10 years, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you could take a pill for that, Bri, uh, allegedly. Um, are you buying a, a, a BC Rich Warlock immediately, Blake, as a result? They've done a special edition for Stranger Things. I saw that, and it is very cool. And I, uh, I, 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 it definitely, it definitely appeals to me. But they're a little pointy still. I'm, I'm not quite that far. I love metal. I love all that stuff. But uh, I don't quite, I don't quite go to that level of pointiness in general. So I have gas again this week for two things: one, a 1975 telly; yes, two, the new um, mahogany Fender Acoustasonic Jazzmaster, which. Ugh. Ugh. Right. Ugh. Will you just hurry up and buy me one as a present, please, and just send it to me so I shut up? So, respect, but I'm just not a fan of those Acoustasonics. No, I get it. I do get it. It's just, I play a few little finger-picking songs, and I don't want to pull out a giant jumbo acoustic to play them, and I end up playing them on my Strat, and I think there must be a cleaner sound than this. There is. We call those acoustic guitars. I've got a couple of those. They're, but how do you fun. plug those into your amplifier? Uh, I don't get... Well, if it's acoustic electric, you have a little plug, but, you know... And they the, hide uh, that plug in the strap button, don't they? And they do. I tell you, the first Acoustasonic Electric, I ended up unscrewing the... Uh, not Acoustasonic, first Electroacoustic, which I bought for my dad. I ended up unscrewing, like, the battery bit to try and figure out where you f- plugged the thing in. I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? And they should have told me that in the shop. Maybe if I read so, the manual. A fun thing to do, though, is just plug it into whatever. Like I, I plug into my mixer, which then goes into my interface. But then I put an impulse response of a mic'd acoustic onto that channel. So therefore, it sounds like I'm mic'd up. Mm. What if, what if you mic'd an acoustic? I, well, that's what I did. I started out with, um, I mic'd an acoustic exactly the way I wanted, same acoustic that's electric, and I did some stuff to get all the sound frequencies, and then I made an impulse response of it, and then I just put that impulse response on the acoustic guitar. That well, way I don't have pretty, to mic things. 
That's Why pretty not fancy. just make ten louder and then turn to nine and then? <laughs> <clears throat> no, that's that's a, a good point and well made. But I am um, having spoken to our good friend Mystery Dennis this week. I am considering going stereo with two Soldano SLO mini amps and potentially four Richard Oliver engineered Vox mini cabs with uh, the eight inch speaker. Which, by the way, guys. I discovered was actually the speaker they use in the quilter boxes. So I did something right when I picked that speaker. But it sounds so good, that little eight-inch speaker for, for what it is. It's only eight-inch. But so Dennis have, is like, yeah, I, I am so going to have... Four, four amps, four amps, right? No, two amps, four cabs. Okay. Okay, so what you need to do, you need to put one amp with two cabs behind you in the corners. Yes. Then a different amp with two cabs in front of yes. you. Yes. And now mm-hmm. you have surround sound, roughly. Yes. Uh, am I naked yet at this point? Do I have to be naked <laughs> and wearing woad or some kind of ceremonial garb? I think so. It, does, it doesn't hurt. You, you actually need to have a cloak. You need a cloak over your face. You need to be staring downwards. <laughs> if you only need a I knew someone tied around, your, uh, around the middle like, like a belt. And then you need to drop tune your guitars. And then you just stand there and just hit big chords. I already drop tune them. I drop tune them by a quarter of a tone. Um, it makes me a genius. Uh, That's not um, far enough. We need to get you so down. So, by further. the way, you can actually, you can actually get print-on-demand cloaks. So, if you ever wanted to, you know, wanted to make a Wampler cloak, I think you can I do. do. I think I do. Right? Tone cloak. <laughs> I think I really do. I'm just going to say. Um, right, we, we should talk about more gear. I'm going to say some words, and you can re- react to them. Um, okay. Poison noises, ah, new, oh, new pedals, <laughs> awesome video. Pedals have interesting black enclosure with full color face. I think that's an interesting choice. I don't know whether the faces are screwed. I couldn't see from the video whether they're like screwed on after or left that color or powdered or just a big old sticker. But there is, you know, a sensible aspect to that potentially. I'm pretty sure it's not really a big good. old sticker. I'm well, I want sure. it to be. It might have adhesive, but you're you're actually securing it to the enclosure with the nuts and bol- or the bolts and the nuts and washers from the pots. And if you're using here. a colored plate and, and something like that, that works really well. Yeah. We tried that as an experiment for a potential secret line that I have just not mentioned and that we're not going to talk about. Yes, we shall call them the Twilight Zone. Um, but I really like the look of it. But boys, did you see his video? The video is awesome. It really is. I'm. Uh, I just zoomed in on. Uh, I went to the website to check it. It does appear that this is a print uh, over the top. I believe is this is what they've done. So yeah, I mean, black enclosures. Have all great. of them powder coated black, and then just stick stickers or put a faceplate over the top. That's clever. If that's but high enough printed. quality, I'm, I, you're not listening, Richard. He's, it is printed. The top. Yeah, it's printed. Okay, so what does that mean? Does that mean that the pedal... I mean, if only we it's could maybe get him on, on the, the show or something like that, then we could ask him. But let's do this the hard way first. So uh, <laughs> we will, we what will you're surmise. saying is he hand-paints them using a combination of uh, egg white and paint. Is that right? Why you got to put words in my mouth? But yes, that is essentially what I'm saying. It's egg white. Okay. No, it's not. It's just Brian's printed. Good at painting. It's just printed. It just goes red. Okay. It's just printed. It's just printed. So... That doesn't How make do you any work sense. with this guy, Brian? How do you do this? How do you do this every day? Uh, every day. <laughs> By this time, that, I've that, usually hung up. I yeah. called it a loss. I've just said, this is a loss. This is a loss of a conversation. I'm, I'm getting off here. 
And then he mails you a package of egg whites uh, for some reason. Brian works one day a month. The rest of the the month, he literally tours his estate on his goat-drawn chariot, taking photography for Goat Botherers Monthly, which is his his main I've got an electric scooter now, boys. I was going to say, I thought he had a scooter now. Yeah. Well, you say that, but that was last week's episode. No, hold on. Tell me about the scooter. Well... This one right here goes 16 miles an hour and lasts about three hours on a charge. And uh, um, it's that's, fun. That's pretty fast, 16 miles it's an about, hour. About 16 miles an hour. Yeah, it, 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 it lasts for a little while. I think I think six miles, I think is what it'll go. 16 miles an hour is like a fast yeah. run. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's a very it. fast run. Yeah. I mean, I can't run 16 miles an hour. I've, I think uh, 10 miles I have run in an hour and a half before. So this is a fast thing. I'm just comparing. Yeah. I'm quite large and I run, you know, not like Usain Bolt, but that's still a reasonable running speed. Um, thank you. Uh, but that's fast. It's pretty fast, actually. What's the weight you know? limit on yours? Um, you actually go about a quarter mile a minute. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you had two of them, would it take my weight? <laughs> if I had <laughs> no, two... So- would I if be you in stereo? Two, yes, you could put one leg on one, one leg on another. I think that is a recipe in- for groinal hernia issues immediately. That just depends on how good you are. You know, if you're really accurate with those thumb controls, you can be stereo scootering your way around the Wampler estate. You know what I mean? I like that. <laughs> I mean that that's scooting in stereo, baby. Woo! That's the way to do it. Because that's all I it takes to-, to do stereo is to double everything, right? I mean, yeah, quite literally, yes. No. I thought Brian was yeah. about to take off then. I thought that was the sound <laughs> of a, a, a small jet engine just... Well, I mean, th- so think about it. If you have an overdrive pedal, it's got one input, right? Uh-huh. Let's say you have a, your little fancy little Y connector. Mm. So you're like, aha, I'm going to make this input actually into two. Guess what that one input's going to do? It's going to sum those together. It's going to put them together. And, um, well, actually, depending on, anyways, semantics aside, okay, let's just say that it's the tips and rings and stuff all work out where it puts them together, okay? Easy, Oliver. Easy. 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 I know all Calm about down. tips, rings, and sleeves. Okay. <laughs> and this concludes the 14 year old version of the podcast. <laughs> I just said tips, rings, and sleeves. I didn't even say wizard sleeve. Yeah but, you, been rude. Oh yeah, but you kind of, you know, like you you had a you were, pressure build up in your mouth you, first. Yes. <laughs> you keep the tip of my weenus out of this. Oh, you're going full middle school. All right. Okay, so here we go. What was I talking about? Oh, mono signals versus mono signals. signals. Okay. Right. So Because I had a great rather, idea, Bry. I had yeah. a really good idea. This is gonna make you like you talk about your pedal millions, prepare to make pedal billions. I want you to make me a pedal board with two stereo inputs that converts all of my pedals so that when I output from it, it has two stereo outputs. And how would... So, okay, so let me get this straight. So you have two inputs. Two inputs. Guitar guitar one, guitar two, let's call them. Left and right. Lefty and righty. So then you go into a pedal. No, into the pedal input. board itself. Okay, so you go into the pedal board. Yes. Then the pedal board goes to... The pedals. pedal, right? And it tells them all, you are now stereo. Oh, okay. So it takes that one input and says, 
Excuse me, kind sir, but I would like for you to divide yourself into two separate pedals. That way I can be stereo. It's the same, same thing. That's, it's just the same yeah, signal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not the same signal. It's two different signals. So you have to have two different pedals. Why not make you nine sure? louder and then make this go to ten? Um, hold on. You can't if you run two different signals into one one receiver. Like okay. it's it's just uh-huh. the the positive of the signal. And what the if you used magic? Would then it work? Mm, if you used magic, wait, hold on. So what do you when what are you rolling on your die? Uh, you know, I, I what, roll what you a nineteen. Are, and are you are you the wizard? <laughs> Or you, what are you? Here? We've already talked about my cape wearing and and, okay, okay. and my sleeve, so I'm definitely a wizard. All right, so you roll 19 and then a troll attacks you. Oh, oh right? that that's that's actually happened quite frequently in the last week. I don't think I don't even I've think had you have to roll, roll a 19. 19. Yeah, no, you just I, have to make a delay pedal and then you you'll just get the put a delay pedal out there and get some people mm-hmm. to demo it and then the trolls mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. When trolls attack. That, that, that would be a great show. I'd have, to, I'd, have to, I'd have to do some math on that so, one. So, Brian, I've got a yeah. $80 pedal here. Um, I can't yeah. reveal the name of it because it's top secret. Sure. I want you to make me a pedal that converts that pedal into stereo, and I want it to cost less or the same as the pedal. Can you do this for me? Not without stealing another pedal. I actually what? want you to pay me money to have this pedal. Oh, well, that, that I will do. That sounds like okay. a good deal. Okay, sweet. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, the best way to get stereo sound out of a mono pedal, out of a pedal with one input signal or one pit receiver, so to speak, is buy another pedal. Hmm. The same pedal? The same pedal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. If you want, if you want that, if you want that tube screamer to be stereo, you're gonna need two tubes. You're just trying to sell twice as many pedals, Wombler. I get your game here. <laughs> um, well, I do. I do make quite a bit of coin when I sell a tube screamer. I, so. I bet you do. <laughs> you do. You do. I figured that. Oh. I figured Ibanez made all the money on that. Well, um, yeah. I mean, technic technically, it's not me. You know, but. Technically, yeah, like technically, your bank account doesn't change at all, but Ibanez's goes up. Is that that's how that right. Works? I yeah. mean, if you okay. look, I mean, if it's from a strictly mathematical sense, yes. That's but what about a mystical true. sense? <laughs> from a mystical sense, I feel better whenever a tube screamer is bought because then people will understand that the tube screamer itself is the foundation for all great guitar tone. No, it's not. I thought the foundation for all great guitar tone was a mullet. A six pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon and uh, a, a packet of Marlboro Lights. Pabst is is fancy beer over here. We're talking oh. about Mick Ultra. Mick what? Ultra. Michelob Ultra. Isn't that a U.S. government experiment? MK Ultra. <laughs> it wasn't it an they experiment. Just it was a, it as a beer. Yeah, it's, they just did it. It's the beer when you don't like the taste of beer, but you want to drink beer, you drink Mick Ultra. Okay. I do what, like beer. What does it taste like? Pretty much like. Take a take any other beer, uh-huh. and then drink about three quarters of it. Fill up that with water, Mickultra. Oh, e that sounds ever great. Been at a party, <laughs> and picked up a pint or a glass of beer to drink, and it had actually been the ashtray. Oh, that's like a worst fear of mine. I've oh, done it, bro. Oh, you made me it, just shake. 
It was the worst thing ever. I was quite gone. I was at a party. I put my pint down, tried to pretend to be clever with a girl, turned around, picked up my pint. Someone had put a cigarette in it. I'm drinking it. I'm gulping it. And then suddenly it's chewy and it's quite smoky tasting. And I Uh, I think I put me off cigarettes, actually. I can one-up that in the gross factor that didn't happen to me, but happened to somebody I know. If you want to hear so, um, also, mm, I do. Mm, Guns and Roses mm, and White Snake have cancelled their tours. Um, oh, that was going to ask you about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. you don't get, that. I have to save that for Patreon. Oh, okay, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, you have to save your bit for Patreon because um, it's going to be disgusting. It uh, is. Yeah. It's disgusting. Health reasons have caused White Snake to cancel their um, UK uh, Europe tour, I think, and Guns and Roses have just uh, had health reasons that have stopped them from doing their next part of their UK tour. Um, one of our friends, actually, Marcus Reeves, went to see them at, uh, I can't even say the name of the stadium because it belongs to a football team that don't deserve any air coverage. But uh, he went to see them, uh, and, and and that looked pretty cool. Uh, I think went to where, where did he see him at? A stadium that I will not mention. The darkest place on the planet. <sighs> We're talking literal hell on Earth. Which is ironic, because of course they probably opened up with Paradise City. Um, but they would have been better off with Welcome to the <laughs> Fun Jungle. Because this place is not fun. Uh, yeah, don't go and watch Guns N' Roses or Whitesnake anytime soon, bro. Uh, t- is, they're going to cancel uh, you like at, Morrissey. Was this at Tottenham Stadium? <laughs> well, I'm glad you said it like that, because that's not how it's pronounced, so I can Tottenham? let that live. Tottenham? Yeah, let's go with that. Um <clears throat> Yes, Tottenham. it was at the ground of the Spuds. We don't like the Spuds. The Spuds? Yeah. Yes, Tottenham Hot Spuds. Tottenham. 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 Tottenham Hot Spuds. Tottenham Hot Spuds. Tottenham Hot Spuds. Can we stop saying it? Because I'm actually Tottenham getting Hotspuds. quite angry. Oh, I'm, I'm doing it on purpose. Okay, because so, you just so wouldn't accept more... that the pedals were printed. That's why. So, That's... Painted. No, printed. Tottenham Tate. Okay. Stickers. Okay, so one more question Tottenham. before we Tottenham go. Tottenham Hotspot. Yes. Um, let me find myself. Okay, so Chicago Music just launched an app to buy from their store. Chicago Music and, Exchange? Yeah, sorry, or, Chicago Music Exchange. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. cool. So, oh, the band Chicago. Place, <laughs> Chicago. The band that Chicago. I'd be there for. Buy Chicago 3 yep. from your phone. So, I mean, uh, you know, Chicago Music Exchange is a pretty hip store. So my question is this. Is this something that you think other stores are going to follow suit with? Uh, I think they've been been sold a uh, website to app conversion kit by a bunch of internet snakes because I do not think this is something that I care to do. I don't want to have an app on my phone for every single purchaser. I'm already getting bored of having a Nike app and a chemist app and a drug dealer app. I just want to go to the web and search for products and buy them. Don't give me your apps. But some people like apps. Some, some people, people do. like apps. Fools, all of them. It'll never take off. <laughs> These applications will never take off. If it yeah. does, then Sweetwater's going to have an app. Yeah, but then so will Guitar Center and then the Andertons app and mm-hmm. the Guitar Guitar app and, mm-hmm. you know. Then and if you're you a loyal decide- customer of, of one of those establishments, there's a chance you may have that app. Yeah. That's true. If you're a loyal customer, you'd be like, well, I wonder what Sweetwater's got on their website today. 
I, I, and they, you know, they always solid. try to lure you in with app only specials and things like that that sometimes are worth it, sometimes they're not. You know, um, no, I think joking so this is a good thing for uh, customer loyalty, kind of like you, you know, I joke about having the Nike app, but I do have it because I get discounts every now and then, and that's see? when I do my shopping. Uh huh. But, but if I can't buy it on Amazon, I'm not interested. Jeff is the man. <laughs> mm. Amazon doesn't have everything though, and it's more way more expensive. <laughs> Not everything, but I mean, actually, this is true. By the way, Amazon is surprisingly expensive for certain things. It's because how they they warehouse everything. There's a cost to the person that's putting their stuff on Amazon. But also, I believe it's people who go. You know what? They people are going to buy this just by coming to Amazon. If we're the first product they see, it doesn't matter what the price is. They ain't going to know. So, it's all a big con. I think we should buy everything secondhand now. I think we should stop buying new things. I think secondhand is the except way forward. Except for Wampler pedals. Except except for any product that I'm involved in the development of. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Damn, that was a bit short-sighted of me. Speaking a of Wampler bit. pedals. Uh, well, speaking since, since of talking Wampler about... pedals, Bri. Oh, have we talked about Wampler pedals? Recently, I don't know, but have we mentioned the uh, amazing metaverse? Um, <laughs> is Zuckerberg going to sue us? <laughs> uh, that was last week's no. episode. We already talked about last week. that. Oh, apparently, it wasn't just last week's episode. Apparently, every now and then we get one comment that goes, "Why have you named this after?" Because it's, it's a word. Because it's a word. Hmm. Uh, did you guys happen to see? Since we were talking about retailers. Uh, uh, music Trades put out the top 200 music product retailers list. Brian, did you see that? I did not see that Are one. Are we no. number one? You're not a music retailer, so no. I am a now a music retailer. Um, okay. My name is Richard Sweetwater. <laughs> so it's funny that you mention that. There's an interesting, there's an interesting statistic here. Uh, Sweetwater is the number two largest retailer. Guitar Center is number one. What would you guess the gap between the two is from a revenue standpoint? $100 million. Brian? I don't have any clue. I don't know. It is a little over a billion dollars. Sweetwater did $1.43 billion in 2021. Guitar Center did $2.6 billion in 2021. Say that That's again. It. Those numbers sound right. Oh, Gentlemen, I'm afraid I must now take a phone call from my elderly father. So I am going. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Richard. Bye. All right. So uh... that was an awkward hey. transition. Hey, uh, Richard. I think he literally left. Didn't he's gone? Okay. All right. <laughs> So, uh, I'm that was a super answer. awkward transition. That was an awkward transition. <laughs> I feel like you should leave that in because it was so dumb. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> like, what would you guess was, the, the revenue difference is? Goodbye. I must now speak to my elderly father. Okay. All right. See huh. you later. Uh, that's one way to. That's one way to close the the uh, podcast down. Well, that's the way this day's been going. I guess you know why would we expect anything different. That's a good question. That was just a little awkward there. I mean, I can only imagine as a listener, you're thinking, this is awkward. As a person recording it, I'm thinking, this is really awkward. Yeah. But, all right. So uh, I don't even know what your question was, honestly. I, I was just, you, we, we, I was asking what you thought the revenue difference between Sweetwater and 
and Guitar Center was that they're the number one and number two estimated. Right, right. Re, uh, it was you know billions, like, right? So yeah, was, obviously Guitar Center's two point six billion or something. Sweetwater's around a billion or so. Sweetwater is at one point four three. Sweet or Guitar Center's estimated at two point six billion. But so the, so the next one, I, I I'm gonna guess. 300,000, 300,000, <laughs> 300 million. The next, maybe? the next largest company. Yeah. Okay. That was a good guess. That was American musical supply and they're around $385 million. That's, a, that's about what I figured. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, uh, In, and number four, who do you think it is? Um, I don't know. After American musical, uh, same ash probably. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. So, and they're not that far behind at an estimated yeah, 378. Say, yeah, the, yeah, they're probably, yeah, I was going to say they're probably around two or three uh, hundred million. Yeah. But I think, I think the majority of companies, though, are, well, it's hard to say a majority. I think a lot of stores that are, you know, selling on reverb and something like that, they're probably a couple million. Well, sales. there's a surprising amount. So, you know, again, this is estimated by music trades. I don't know how accurate any of this is. Um, but Chicago, the reason I brought it up was because would you have ever guessed that Chicago Music Exchange is number 10 on this list at 68 million? That's, um, that's a lot higher than I would have assumed they were, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I knew they'd be up there because they're, you know, they're wildly popular. But, um, you know, I've, I've never been to Chicago Music still yet. Still yet. And I'm just a few hours away. There's no excuse for that. I got to change that. This you got to change that. I've never been, yeah. to, been to Chicago outside of the airport. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting that the gap, the gaps are what's interesting to me is yeah. that like, you know, the guitar center is like by far the largest. And I would have thought Sweetwater would have been a little closer, but I mean, a billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, but, for sure. But what is yeah. interesting is uh, the estimated difference between 2020 and 2021 with Sweetwater. They grew by approximately 27.8%. While guitar From 20 center, to 21? Yes, from 20 to 21. Yeah, COVID. I COVID. think everybody in the music industry grew by, you know, eight well, times the amount. Well, that's where I was going with this. Guitar Center only grew yeah. by 9%. But that does have to do with them being just substantially larger but, to begin with. Well, that and they're primarily, I mean, you could buy online, right? But I think the majority of their customers probably come into the store. Probably, probably. And then there's, but there's another interesting one. Steinway Hall Retail which I'm assuming has to do with the piano company. I, maybe I'm falsely assuming that, but they grew by 45%. It's just the numbers on all the, while well, some are down by 17%, some are down by 20%. It's really weird to see this flip-flopping all over the place here. That it's, is it's, weird, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to send you I wonder, this. It's I wonder interesting. if it's th- those who embraced selling direct to consumer, or selling, um, you know, with some sort of web interface, whether it's Reverb or through their website or something like that, Maybe that's the discrepancy here is that those that embraced selling uh, outside of a normal brick and mortar, maybe those are the ones that did really well. That could be. That would tell, certainly explain the Sweetwater story. That's always been their strength, right? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Are you still recording? We are still recording. Yeah, yeah, Welcome we back. Still, hi. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> so you're right in time for me to talk about our executive producers. Exactly. Oh, a bunch of fine gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right, huge thanks to our executive producers, Bill Bays, Jake Young from Man the Helm Podcast, Justin Burke, David Tindall, Night Haas, Dave Trombetti, 
Shannon Weaver and the band Reduced to Rust, Eric Wilson, Vidar Frosted, Michael Freer, Sean Arbo of Gun Street Wiring, Rick Cahoon of Honey Picks, DJ Patty F, Dylan Toxtone, Strand, Kevin Harrington, Barry from Grez Guitars, Felicity Who Makes the Annoying Memes, Tom Kelly, Pigsy, Zebo, John O'Neill, Robert Carr, Hunter Hudson, Brett Alexander, Rob Stokes, and Jordan from Poison Noises. Thanks so much, fellas. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wobblerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. To email Blake, email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wobblerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating where you normally get your podcasts. Also, make sure to check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob, and make sure to check out wobblerpedals.com for blogs, videos, and, of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get double the content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash chasingtonepodcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.